0: This is Alex Elbram. Cambridge 105 Radio Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. The Cambridge Film Festival returns to the Cambridge Arts Picture House between the 19th and the 26th of October. There are almost 100 titles from over 30 countries. And I am very pleased that one of the directors of one of the films to be shown is Todd Thompson. He is the director of Prefab. Hello to you, Todd. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm really I should say well, good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's hard now. We are talking across the waters, aren't we? Quite a long way.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what time zone we're all in. I get confused <laughs> sometimes.
0: So you're currently in Bahrain, is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm leaving Bahrain. I've been here for the last 10 days at the Bahrain Film Festival with another film, uh, Woman in Motion, which I made a couple of years ago, and I'm heading back to the States uh, tonight. But um, we're seven hours ahead from the States, two hours ahead from you, and when I get back to the States, I'll be... Six hours behind you, so yeah, I'm 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 the one confused. It's not (laughs)
0: you. Oh, it's really good that you found some time though to talk to us about prefab. Now, this is a really interesting title because when I first thought about it, I wasn't sure what it was about because I kind of thought it was to do with like the prefab housing that we have here, which is all built between the war. But the exclamation mark after fab is quite important, isn't it? I think because it's it's sort of. (laughs) Would you like to tell everyone what it's about?
1: Well, it's it's a it's a great story. Um, I'm a sucker for a good story too. Just let me predicate everything with that. Um, I I fall for a good story all the time. So, this story prefab is just when you thought you knew everything you could possibly know about the Beatles. It is the last Beatles story to tell, ironically, about how it all began. So, um, we're getting into the story of a gentleman named Colin Hanson, who everyone's like, "Who the hell's Colin Hanson?" But He is the first, first, very first drummer in John Lennon's very first band called The Quarrymen. And he's got an amazing story. He's like one of the only human beings on planet Earth that was there the day John Lennon fell in love with rock and roll. He was there the day John met Paul. And he was there the day Paul introduced everyone to George. And um, eventually, as The Quarrymen evolved from a skiffle group into a rock and roll group, all the skiffle players that walked the t chest bass, the washboards, the banjo players, they all politely stepped away and it for a good while anyways it was john paul george and colin Hanson on the drums yeah not amazing. ringo not feet not best <laughs> colin Hanson. Yeah, so that's uh, who Colin that that's who Colin Hanson is.
0: That's fantastic. And so so this is kind of this is a documentary really kind of following uh, what uh, happened in those days. Now, I think a lot of people have kind of vaguely heard of the quarrymen. I mean, when when I read about it, I thought, oh yes, vaguely. That wasn't that what they did before the Beatles. But there's such a big story to tell there, isn't there?
1: Yeah, it, there is a big story. It's 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 a it's a it's a very touching story. It's a comical story, but it it's got a heart and um you know, I, I can just speak for myself as, you know, one of the filmmakers and in, heavily involved in making the film. It's, it was just such a privilege and an honor to get to literally grow up with these guys. I, I've, we spent about four and a half, five years making the film, believe it or not. And so like for the last four and a half, five years, you know, I've gotten to grow up, grow up with Colin and John and Paul and George and just relive that post-World War II time period in England where really the only option for kids back in those days, a very gray very dismal world was was music and um that music was called skiffle and it was very accessible because you didn't really well in the film they say you didn't really need talent but i think you need a little bit of talent because god knows i can't sing but uh <laughs> you know you just needed you know pots and pans and washboards and, and teach us bass and just things you can get around your house to make a noise and that's uh, that's really how john paul george colin all the guys learned how to play music and it's uh it's just a very humbling story. Every, everyone knows the Beatles. Everyone thinks the Beatles kind of just came out of nowhere, but they had thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of experience. And it all started, you know, at the young age of 13, 14, 15 years old with the Cory So.
0: Yeah, amazing. And I think, um, you know, the the way you're describing it as well, it was it was a much in it, more innocent time, if you like. Um, you know, like you say, it was playing outside um, with your mates or like this, they were just sort of experimenting with music and because skiffle is a lot of like, you know, washboards and uh, kind of random instruments when it started.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, they, they just were very, you know, they, I think the cool thing about growing up back then, which, you know, I got, I feel like I experienced a little bit too. I grew up in the 70s and 80s and, you know, you just, you're forced to be creative, you know. I think there's just too much of everything today, you know, and it, it allows people just to get lazy and enjoy other people's creativity versus you know being forced to create on your own. And uh, and for for John Paul George and the guys, it was uh, and Colin, it was music. That's what uh, that's what did it for them. Colin loved the drums. He just he loved them. He was he was, and he was one of the only kids in the neighborhood that had a drum kid. So. That's sort of how he auditioned and was able to get into the band, being the only one. The same, same, thing, same thing with same thing with Rod Davis. He had a banjo, so he, he he only had it like one day, and they're like, "Oh, you're in a band now." So <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So that often pays off. If you're the only one with something, then you know you're yeah. in, aren't
1: you? <laughs> and I yeah, know, that's, that's, that's that's a life lesson. Be the only yeah. one, and you'll get whatever you want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I see that in in the film. Also, you've, you've got interviews with Billy Bragg and Paul McCartney as well. So they've obviously given their blessing to this.
1: Yeah, we I mean we we were super blessed. I mean, you know, again, it's it's been a four and a half year journey. Um, I'll just round up to five to be accurate. Um but yeah, we were really blessed just to not only be able to sit down with the original members of the Quarrymen, um, and just hear their story firsthand, which is a very unique aspect of the film, I think. But then, you know, people like Mark Lewison and you mentioned Billy Bragg and Bob Harris is a great guy, great mate. He's just a wealth of information. And then, you know, about I don't know, let's say three and a half, four years into the journey, um, Paul McCartney did get wind of it and it did it did, you know, cross his desk, if you will. And uh it was just coming out of post-COVID, I guess, you know, so it was, it was, I think everyone was just excited to get back out there. And, uh, I mean, I can't, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I think he just fell in love with the story and just getting a chance to relive his youth again. And, um, he was very generous to, uh, give us an interview. And and um, he just really makes the film, not so much because he's Paul McCartney, but because, you know, you think about that missing link, you know, he was, again, one of the guys that were there and he lived it. So to hear from him, it really rounded out the story of these guys when they were kids and they were just all good friends, you know, they're just having fun. And the one thing they all had in common was music and a love for music.
0: No, oh, that sounds really wonderful. I mean, it sounds absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to see it. So, Todd, I was going to say that there's there's sort of been a kind of revival. You said this has taken you four or five years, so obviously you didn't even realise this was going to happen. But this revival, looking at the Beatles, and you know this documentary that was found recently that's been um, all over sort of streaming services. Do you think it's because people are now looking back into some of the roots
1: of these things? First of all, I, I think the music's timeless and i think the beatles have a great brand and you know great people behind the brand to keep it relevant all the time but the music you know it's because the music speaks for itself it's timeless and uh and these are just guys you know for whatever one reason or another the world loves and um i i think it's a great thing to have something like that in life because you know we all need something to latch onto. and it's weird because you know no matter where you go like for example i'm in bahrain you know other side of the world and for me anyways and uh in my presentations and my workshops you know we're always talking about different projects we're working on and you know you mentioned the name the beatles and the crowd the 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 room gets really loud and everyone cheers so i mean everyone loves the music and um i just think it says a lot about not only the band but you know the guys behind the band and and the talent that they were gifted with and what they did with that talent so uh so yeah it's the revival isn't a surprise but i i I think it's just going to be an ongoing interest and you know if a movie like prefab which again is kind of the last story to tell about really untold story about how it all really began from the people who lived it. I think it's just a chance to introduce this kind of music and and, and the time period to a whole other generation. So people know what it was like and know why maybe this music was why they turned to music as an outlet and and, and what we got from that. So uh, I think it's just all going to just help future generations um, become inspired to be creative.
0: No, oh, sounds wonderful. I'd say I'm very much looking forward to it. How did you first get involved with the film, and what what made you think, oh, I'm going to do this?
1: So I, I was I was in post production on my my last film, Woman in Motion, and um I, honestly, like I, I this is going to sound very weird, but I I do a lot of meditating, I do a lot of praying. I just you know I always come from a place of gratefulness. You know what I'm working on, and I'm excited to what's going to happen next. And literally, like within a day or two of kind of putting it out there into the universe i, I get an email from a friend of mine I, I was with disney for about 21 years so we had i had a, a friend at disney uh, somebody we used to work with she's from tampa florida i'm from orlando um, uh, which is about an hour from each other but she says, oh i have a friend here in tampa who um wants to talk to you about making docs and so i i really thought it was going to be a quick 10 minute how do you make <laughs> a doc sort of phone call like he had an idea for a doc and He was an attorney in Tampa who, um, and and again, I didn't know what it was about at the moment, but I said, yeah, I'm going to be driving. I was on a vacation with my family, so I was going to be on the road the next day for a good three, four hours in the car. I'm like, it'll be a perfect time to talk. So sure enough, I got a phone call from Mark Bentley, my producing partner, and um, he's a a big Beatles fan. As I said, he's a big Beatles collector, collects all the albums and uh, instruments, things like that. And um, he had just read a book called Prefab. So the movie's named after the book Prefab by Colin Hall and co-authored by Colin Hans and um, he just read it. He was probably one of the first people to read it. it it's a self published book at the time on Amazon. And um, it just so happened that he was in England around the time he was reading it or just after he read it um, with his son's band. His son's in a jazz band. So Mark was there touring with his son, in, you know, seeing his son perform. And he made a pit stop in Liverpool to meet Colin. There, there's a chapter at the end of the book that says, you know, if you want to have a pint with Colin, you know, here's the information. Here's how you get in touch with them. So he took him up on that. And, you know, a lot of things happen over beers. So over a few beers, um, <laughs> they say, you know, this would <laughs> make a great story. Don't you think a great movie? And uh, so he comes back to the States with that, you know, that idea in his head and um was connected with me, and I got so excited about the idea. I was I was on the road driving, and I I, I ended up getting a speeding ticket because oh as God. the conversation <laughs> continued, I went from like sixty five miles an hour to like ninety five miles an hour, and I got pulled over. and I had my whole family in the car, but um, it was it was a, it was a ticket worth paying because um, it ended up becoming a beautiful phone call, and we have uh, we have a beautiful film because of it.
0: Oh, that's amazing. And what an interesting story. I mean, that's it. Like you say, that speeding ticket, I hope you've got it pinned up somewhere uh, as a reminder. I, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't, but I, I, gotta go, I, should
1: go, I should go dig it
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Now, uh, Todd, yeah. the film is coming to Cambridge, where it's got three viewings, which is brilliant. So it's going to be Friday the 20th of October at four o'clock in the afternoon. And then on Saturday at 11.35 in the morning. That's the 21st. And then Tuesday the 24th at 12.10 lunchtime. So there's plenty of opportunities for people to see this. And any last messages for people when they see it?
1: Yeah, I, I really hope people come out and enjoy it. Um, you know, it is not your typical Beatles story. I just want to, you know, let you know that. So you're in for a treat. And um, if you ever wanted to pull back the curtain and get the real inside scoop, this is your chance to do it because um, nobody tells it better than Colin Hanson and the and the boys from the Quarrymen. So um, I, I really invite everyone to come out and just have a great time.
0: Thank you very much, Todd, for that. Todd Thompson, director of Prefab, coming to Cambridge in the Cambridge Film Festival.
1: That'll be the
0: day.